Chapter 20 of Jerry Macaulay, His Life and Work by Jerry Macaulay and edited by Robert M. Offord. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kristen Hand. Chapter 20, Jerry as a Journalist and Correspondent. God's grace will to the end stronger and brighter shine, nor present things nor things to come shall quench the love divine. In June 1883, Jerry began the publication of a bi-weekly journal which he entitled Jerry Macaulay's Newspaper. Published every other Thursday, it was Jerry's idea that it should contain reports of the meetings at the Cremorne Mission, giving the pith of the testimonies there uttered, and also records of other city mission work. The paper is still issued, Mrs. Macaulay feeling that she could not allow her husband's cherished project to fall. It is dependent for its financial support upon the annual subscriptions of friends and the advertising patronage of a number of well-known businessmen who are deeply interested in its welfare. Many copies of each issue are sent to inmates of prisons, penitentiaries, and other institutions. Some of those who have read in their prison cells the testimonies of former convicts at the mission have been led upon their own release to come here for themselves and to seek and find the Savior of the Lost. Some, indeed, through God's blessing upon the printed pages, have while yet incarcerated been moved to confess their sins to God and implore divine pardon. Thus, while prisoners of the law of man, they have become free men in Christ Jesus. The paper has been distributed among the sick in hospitals, and in some instances the dying have learned from its columns the way of life and have entered thereupon. Many earnest Christian workers, both near and far, have testified to the encouragement to faith derived from the reading of this journal. In moments of depression, when the difficulties in connection with their service for Christ seemed many and almost insurmountable, or when they wearily watched for fruit that seemed long coming, they have read the records of God's work at the Cremorne or some kindred mission, and have found their love for the Master's service warmed, and their zeal inspired afresh. It was Jerry's hope that his newspaper might be accorded such a hearty support that the prophets might ere long permit of the establishment of a home for erring but penitent sisters. Here he proposed such should find a refuge from their lives of evil while seeking avenues of honorable employment. Jerry died without realizing this wish, but bequeathed his desire and hope to Mrs. Macaulay, who cherishes the same design. The journal is still conducted in accordance with Jerry's views. It presents the saving truths of the gospel in an attractive form, and it is the conviction of those who most regularly peruse its contents that the paper succeeds in the high aim of its editors— which is to preach Christ Jesus and him crucified on every page. Without this reference to a work which was so dear to Jerry's heart, this memorial volume would be incomplete. The newspaper still bears Jerry's name, and it is a constant memorial of God's grace as manifested in him. It also carries hither and thither the glad story of Christ's saving grace and power, as proclaimed by men and women who, like Jerry, have been brought out of the horrible pit and the miry clay, but whose feet have been placed on the rock eternal, in whose mouth, as in his, has been placed the new song, even praise unto our God. They sing that song on earth, he sings it before the throne. Yet it is the same song, the song of Moses and the Lamb, the song of redeeming love. Jerry's early life deprived him of the advantages of education, and from this fact, and possibly in part from his very active disposition, he had no love for correspondence. Few specimens of his handwriting in any shape are in existence, but while at Sing Sing he dictated some letters, a few of which are in the possession of a lady in this city. 
Jerry makes grateful mention of this lady and the Christian service she rendered him, as will be seen in chapter 1, page 18, where he speaks of her as Miss D. And through her kindness, we have been permitted to read these letters and to publish two of them. These letters show that before his release, Jerry's spiritual life was very real. It is evident he fed much upon God's word. No doubt he there studied it very thoroughly and laid large portions of its contents up in store. From that store he drew copiously in the after days, for in his addresses and his comments upon scripture, he showed great familiarity with the book. His expositions of scripture, always quaint and original, bore witness that he had reached the heart of the matter. Two of the letters are appended. The first was written to a good sister in Christ, an old lady in one of our public almshouses. The second was addressed to the friend already mentioned. Sing Sing, February 3rd, 1863. Dear Sister, I received your kind letter and read it with pleasure. I do assure you I am unworthy of your Christian love. I thank you, dear friend, for your kind sympathy for me in my present misfortune. You spoke of some little refreshments that I sent you. I don't remember sending you anything. I gave something to the friend that wrote your letter and told her to give it to whom she pleased. I gave it cheerfully because my Heavenly Father put it in my heart to do so. Therefore, you must thank the kind friend who gave you those little comforts. I wish I had something worth sending. I would do so very cheerfully, but the time may come when I can do so. You ask me to continue in prayer. My dear sister, I could not sleep nor eat without prayer. Prayer is the only source of comfort that the true Christian enjoys. Those are good hymns that you speak of. I've got two of them at heart. One of them is Jesus, lover of my soul. The other is prayer is the soul's sincere desire. I'm very thankful to you for your prayers and hope that they will be answered. You will continue to pray for me. I do indeed feel for you in your misfortunes, but feeling will not help you. I do rejoice now that you love the Lord Jesus so much. The friend who wrote to you told me about you and spoke very highly of you. She has promised to take me to see you when I get out. But my hopes are discouraging now because my friends have not proceeded as I wished they should. But there is no use talking now. It troubled me when I heard of it. But dear sister, if we do not meet on earth, I hope we shall in heaven. The day I received your letter, that night I knelt down and prayed that God would spare your life until I saw you. I had that sweet assurance that my Heavenly Father heard my prayer. I love to read my Bible. I have got by heart the following chapters. Timothy 6th, Hebrews 11th and 12th, James 1st, Luke 24th, Psalms 34, 51, 88, 90, 91, 103, 119, and 143. I have got a great many texts, but I will not mention them. I have said nothing on spiritual things. I know that I love my dear Lord Jesus. I feel happy lately. Now I must bid you a goodbye. Give my Christian regards to all who love the Lord Jesus. Yours in Christ, Jerry McCauley. Sing Sing, May 11th, 1863. Miss D. Dear friend, I received your kind letter, which was the source of great comfort to me. I found it in sweet Christian counsel. All your letters have been the means of cheering me in my sad moments. I wish you would write to me often if you feel disposed to do so. I read a chapter in the Bible this morning. It was John 16th. Verily I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. This verse struck me forcibly and made a deep impression on me. I think a great deal upon our last interview, especially about Abraham. 
You must not think for a moment that I am ungrateful for the many favors you so generously bestowed upon me. I feel indeed that I can never repay this debt of gratitude. Your sweet Christian advice has given me some encouragement, but I leave all things in the hands of my Heavenly Father. He will do all things right. Dear sister, it is my desire that you would pray much for me. I never wanted them more. Give my kind Christian regards to Mrs. L. Also remember me to Miss H. Tell her that I am very glad that she is getting well. Yours truly, Jerry McCauley. Our task is accomplished. To God, the source of all real good, who alone can make this volume a blessing to its readers, it is committed with the ardent prayer that he will use it for his glory. End of chapter 20 End of Jerry McCauley, His Life and Work by Jerry McCauley and edited by Robert M. Offord